Hello, hello, hello. It's been a minute. I keep saying that almost every month. Um, I'd like to thank the good folks. We're going to watch this in a little bit. Um, it's really good to be on here. It's been a while. Start off with some prayer real quick. Um, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that you bless this time uh, we're spending here. I'm doing uh, a little bit of sharing of the gospel, uh, sharing of some information that would hopefully um, benefit the body, Lord. And I pray that everything I say would be helpful and encouraging. Um, I pray that people are uh, safe tonight. People are uh, enjoying family, um, enjoying relationship, enjoying fellowship, and most importantly, enjoying you. I pray that... Um, the people of the world would know you in a mighty way coming into the new year. And I pray that, Lord, you would bless all of your people, Lord, who are trying to honor you and glorify you in this season. So, wow. Um, I'll wait just a couple seconds. Um, I kind of did this last minute, and I'm not expecting many people to jump on here because I'm sure a lot of people are... Um, hanging out with their loved ones, um, drinking hot cider, whatever people do on Christmas. Um, as for me and my house, we did celebrate Hanukkah, which um, I think is the Festival of Lights. Um, one of the things that caught my attention in the scripture is that Jesus, he honored all the festivals, um, all, the, all the festivals, all the feasts, um, the things that God had called his people to do many years ago. So um, many years before he came to the earth or came back, whatever you want to call it, um, and many years afterwards, um, God expects his people to basically honor the things that he set forth for the Israelites. Um, it's an interesting conundrum we're in. The times we're in um, where forced to live in a world that will not honor the Lord, um, but then we are choosing to walk a lifestyle that um, is contrary to the world. So it's in this juxtaposition that we find ourselves here on the 25th of December. Um, we have done timeless traditions year after year um, some of us not understanding um, what some of this is all about. We've kind of grown up with it, so to speak. It's not until a couple years ago that I started taking this journey, doing this experiment with my family. And um, probably it was the hardest on my oldest daughter, who is 15, because, you know, we, you know, just as we did, we grew up with Christmas. We said to ourselves, let's um, give her the best Christmases we can. So, and let's do, let's do Christmas better than our families did, you know. So, we got the gifts. We um, would do the stockings. And we would um, try to get stuff that she really, really wanted, you know. Um, and, you know, as we got older, as we got um, into being more mature Christians... Um, and, you know, we have a, a little business that we do together, my wife and I, 
we started to see that, um, you know, everything we were doing was sort of centered around um, the seasons of our money and the seasons of our spending and um, and other people's spending because of the way that, we, you know, the business that we do. So uh, a couple years ago, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but um, I think I might have been listening to something like Dan Duvall and Michael Heiser or somebody. But um, I think they basically said something to the effect of, you know, they, they started introducing this idea of a Saturnalia, a festival of, you know, to the god of Saturn and all this and that. And so some of you guys know, um, I will touch on that in a little bit, but, um, you know, with, with, even without that said, you know, I introduced the idea to my wife to, you know, to basically say, hey, maybe we'll um, do Hanukkah this year, you know. And it was a far out idea and it was hard, um, but it was a blessing. You know, there was a lot of things that we um, didn't miss. You know, there was a lot of the rat race. You know, there was a lot of the pressure of having to get the right thing and having everything, um, you know, feel like it and just needed to go just right because um, that was the only time that we had off, you know. You know, when I worked for other people, had a desk job and worked for other companies, we had two weeks. You know, most of you guys have that sort of scenario going on. There's two weeks out of the year, maybe a week and a half, you know, where things can kind of stand still. Time will stand still, so to speak. And so it's it's in that idea, it's in that vein of an idea where our time is not ours. Um, our seasons are not ours. You know, even when we come to Christ, we um, live in between two worlds where we want to honor the Lord with our time. And so at the very least, we take a Sabbath, you know, we take a Sunday. But outside of that, everything else seems like it's on somebody else's time clock, you know. Um, even in we, you know, when we're not talking about work, we're talking about our lifestyle. We're talking about the things we want to do in the future. Our times are set forth in motion to some degree by um, systems. Uh, we want to retire at a certain age. Um, we want to have a certain amount of money in the bank account at a certain age. And it's, the, you know, when you ask that question of yourself, you know, have I done enough or am, am I good enough or is my identity, um, you, know, who, you know, who am I right now in this season, you know? Some of us, you know, we start to ask that question based on paradigms that have been handed to us. You know, some of them are good, but they're not godly. Okay. So, you know, what have you built? You know, what empires have you built? How big is your house? You know, how many cars do you have? Um, what job do you, you know, what do you do during the day? Uh, how much money do you make? You know, those are all questions that we wonder about others you know you go to a Christmas party and the conversation will go something like hey how are you doing what's going on in your life how's work and then after that conversation one of the parties will feel that they have to impress the other or they'll have to say something to the effect of things are going really good I'm on the up and up and I'm making big strides to make it to the top essentially right that's a pressure that two parties will feel even though that wasn't their intention they want a fellowship they want to be in community they're christians they love jesus 
and um, it's almost like a forced thing. Um, I want to see if anybody's in the chat or anybody's there. If you guys can hear me, um, just say hey. Um, you don't have to chat if you don't want to, but I kind of like to see you know people hang out. Um, I see two people in here, maybe. Um, one of them might be my wife. <laughs> um, and hey, no, no, um, no pressure. And it's always cool that people kind of jump on this thing and they watch later on. Um, so I'll get into um, some of what I wanted to talk about. I'll make this a quick one. Um, what the Lord has been kind of putting on my heart. It's been a while since I've done a post just because, you know, I, I haven't wanted to do something just to do something. Um, you know, like I've said before, I want to do, I want to talk about things that I'm walking out. I want to talk about things that are, um, that might be important to you um, because they're important to me and they've been a part of my walk. Um, they've been a part of kind of building me up and encouraging me um, to be more like Christ. So um, the question posed is, you know, whose king is born, you know, and when you think about a king, you think about a kingdom, right? Um, and when you think about a king being born, um, you know, you think about the whole story of Jesus' birth and even some of the events leading up to it, right? Um, one of the most notable prophets we know is John the Baptizer, right? And his big thing was preparing the way, right? And if you look in the scripture, the Old Testament and um, yeah, all the Old Testament actually has sightings of Jesus. And it's all preparing the way. And what I believe is that the Lord is preparing the way for Yeshua. Um, this generation more than ever is preparing the way for an end time harvest, right? So that's nothing new. A lot of you guys have heard that before. Um, but I think what's different about this generation is that we're being marked. Um, we're being marked by camel skins, uh, clothes that signify a wilderness and a desert, and a time of little water before a great outpouring. All right. Looking back at Jesus' time, um, it was a tumultuous time. Um, there's a lot of upheaval right before Jesus gets there. And as you know, when uh, an earthly empire has a little bit of shaking, they clamp down. And um, those are the times that Jesus came into. Um, the, the Jews had had a little bit of um, autonomy from the Romans. And that, that, that's, that intertestinal, that's in the intertestamental period during that Maccabean revolt. The difference between our king and any other king is that our kingdom is everlasting, right? So when I talk about preparing a way and why we're preparing a way, we're preparing a way. We've been prepared to prepare a way for a kingdom that's everlasting and everything we do um, should point to that and everything that's not everlasting, everything that's not um, about the kingdom, about Jesus, about Yahweh, about the Holy Spirit, it's not everlasting. Now, the interesting thing is that some of these things seem everlasting and much like our, uh, our holidays, our earthly holidays, um, some of them not having anything to do with God, they are not everlasting. So just like I was talking about, the, the Christmas party 
you know, or whatever it is, the feasting and all that stuff, it lasts but for a moment, you know. And it's almost like a letdown at the end of a Christmas period. And, you know, you have to go back to work. You have to um, or make, make the ride back home, travel these roads, you know. Hope you guys are driving safe. And it's over. You know, the big momentous push to get all the gifts and have everything perfect and get there on time. And, um, you know, get along. You know, some families don't get along on Christmas. Um, sad to say. Not that there has to be a perfection um, but all that to say, all of it comes to a close, a sad close for some people, because that is everything that people have worked towards. Uh, Christmas Day, the gifts, the presents, the tree, the lights, the ornaments, all that stuff. Um, and I believe our world, um, the capitalism that we live within, it's all been engineered for that, I believe. Um, in some way, um, we see it, we feel it, we try to do things to kind of move away from it, but it's very hard, especially for some of us who've been in it for a very long time. Okay. And our church is in it too. You know, um, I did attend my church, uh, you know, Christmas Eve service. It was beautiful. The worship was awesome. I felt the spirit of the Lord there. But something was there kind of lurking in the shadow for me. Um, you know, the place was decorated with trees and lights. And it was just interesting, you know, to see that understanding where that all comes from. And not many other people in the room know. You know, I could point to a couple of people because I know some of the stuff they're listening to. And I've had conversations with them. But all in all. Um, the church is a beautiful place to be. If you fellowship at a church, don't read me wrong. I'm just saying um, some of what we're doing is compromised, okay? The DNA has been altered to fit in with the agenda of the day, all right? So there's sort of a virus the Lord is reversing, all right? It might get worse before it gets better in some systems, but I think the last system to get delivered is the Western church, okay? Out of the religious systems, the laws were fortified, to fit the framework that was necessary for the evil to seep into the root systems, okay? So typically when we think about something getting contaminated, we think in terms of our spirituality, that God wants to heal us from the inside out. I believe that the Lord wants to do a mighty sign and wonder and will use the systems of the world to be a witness to the established churches, to display his works and his power. When we get our hands on anything, we end up taking the glory and the power, okay? Look at the history. We begin building golden calves based on our limited knowledge and begin worshiping things that we can recognize. So I believe we have two big idols that must come down, okay? And I believe the Lord is raising up an army that will still frequent the church, bless his church and operate in the church, but it's actually feeding the church, okay? The church, church should be the bride, but it is not yet, okay? It's being made spotless, Okay, the bride is being prepared, so don't get me wrong. Like I said before, um, churches are glorifying the Lord. The Holy Spirit is there. If Jesus walked in some of the churches, he would recognize it as a church. Okay, but some places, I believe, are not being, would not be recognized as a church because some of the things they do there are compromised. Okay, and we're still hanging on to the hope, some of us that 2023 will fulfill our deferred hopes and dreams. 
With most churches, can we honestly say that people are being healed and delivered of their affliction? Are our minds being coerced into seeing kingdom manifestations of power? We are being directed to live this life the best way we know, and nothing is being unveiled in most churches. How do I know? Like I said, I attend a spirit-filled church, great pastors, great people, and yet the real problems are not addressed all the time, right? And I don't know if that's just because, you know, they might feel like they have to give out milk when really we need meat. I don't know, you know. I know they know these things. Um, I've had conversations with them. You know, the things that we talk about on this channel, I'm sure that we could have great discussions about it. You know, um, I guess for me, I just wonder when we have to break away from feeling as if we have to give people what they can understand and just give them the real. You know what I'm saying? There will be rumors of war. There'll be plagues. It's nothing new under the sun. But what are the people really looking for? All right. When I ask that question, I'm just saying I have a feeling many are not looking for a revival or a time of holiness and repentance. What more of our brothers and sisters are awaiting is a return to a foundation that was tainted to begin with. Okay. So I wrestle back and forth with this idea that the nation was founded on biblical principles, but I cannot turn away from the origins of the country the groundwork laid to get to the signing of the Declaration of Independence, for instance, right? Those are all things that we have to kind of come to grips with. I, uh, I love this country, you know, to get me wrong. Um, just like I love a lot of other things that um, have some sort of mixture. But I kind of wonder, what is God doing in this time? And is he calling us to go full throttle, so to speak, right? I believe the Lord wants to remove blindness, and to do that, he must wipe clean the systems which give us false impression that there's a starting point we can get to that is godly in nature and God-ordained, right? So it's true. He sets up kings and opposes them, so at that we can see that he allowed for the corruption in some degree, right? It wasn't his plan, but he sees that it's going to happen, right? It doesn't mean that God loves what we know is a country not founded on godly principles, all right? So he's allowing it, yes. I don't know if I can subscribe to the idea that God loves America, right? He loves his people. Um, but I don't know if he loves the nation that is uh, corrupt to its core, right? The politicians, um, the, the mechanics of the systems that are working against people, against children, against women, against impoverished people, right? So, hey, I don't know. But the sense I get when I talk to the Lord, there's a lot of things that he's just not happy with, right? So how can he be unhappy with all these other things, but just saying, okay, um, this is my country, you know, it's all his, right? We'll just get that, we'll get that fact straight. It's all his. So where was God when we opted to wipe the Native Americans out, right? If we want to ask those questions, right? This is a tale of two kingdoms. All right, it's the kingdom of darkness, kingdom of Yahweh. Right, we're in the in-between spaces, not knowing who to trust, who to align with, and what to do about this problem we find ourselves in. Right, so we have notable faces and figures, faulty ideas, and theology that has nothing to do with God's kingdom, but the perversion of elevating a country in a deity of sorts. Right, so we have the eagle, 
We have the flag, 13 stars, 13 um, stripes, all that good stuff, 13 colonies, obviously, right? And we're stuck looking at these emblems, looking at these things, honoring their traditions, and not looking at the foundations, right? Not many of us. You guys that are checking out these channels, that are frequenting these spaces, that are, um, you know, checking out the books and talking about giants and nephilim and all sorts of interesting things hey what's up gabool thanks for checking in. i was just making sure my connection was straight um you guys that are on these channels you guys are all well-read people you guys are you guys are in you know checking out the wealth transfer you guys are checking out prophetic words um you guys understand what's going on I guess the part that I get kind of stuck on, and maybe it just takes time, right? If more of us are looking into these things, understanding what it means to be a citizen of the earth, but a citizen of kingdom, what what does that look like? Are we first a citizen of the kingdom? I think so, right? And then after that, we give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and then we give to God what is God's, right? But I believe this church as a whole, as a people, need to be leading our understanding of what this all means i believe my prayer is that leaders and pastors start to understand that what they do in the house of the lord what they do as an example for what it means to follow the lord and honor the lord and glorify the lord that speaks louder to these people than a podcast does or anything else that's on the internet right we have these great authors um gary wayne and michael heiser and um great thinkers who are you know diving into this stuff there's a brother named tim alberino who does um um a lot of good work i'm trying to figure out his last um he has one about birthrights um which is awesome i haven't done the whole thing but he talks about the birthright of man and the authority we have and all that good stuff and he does it in spanish and english which is awesome so check him out um but those people like that you know, they're few and far between, you know what I'm saying? We're talking about millions and millions of people that have flooded the churches within the last two days, that what they got was the nativity story. Um, first off, they got a story that wasn't completely accurate, right? Um, for instance, in, in any church, I don't think anybody is going to say, hey, by the way, we kind of think that Jesus wasn't born on the 25th of December. He was born at another time um, on the earth. He was born, um, I should probably read it, just so you guys can, um, just so you guys can kind of follow along with what I'm saying, because uh, Jesus was born on the 3 BC on uh, the 11th of September, all right? And that's an interesting date if you think about it. One is because that's the date that the towers fell all right so you gotta wonder why would they hit the towers on that exact date because they understand that america thinks of itself as a christian nation and they wanted to hit us where we thought it might be important we didn't know anything about that so maybe they were coding and they said hey they're not going to get it anyways but we know all right so in reversing herman it's a book by Michael Heiser. Um, he prevents some interesting material and in the astronomical events and astral prophecy 
of Jesus' birth that confirmed the date of September 11th, 3 BC. Psalm 19 proclaims that the heavens declare the glory of God and that day after day the celestial bodies pour forth their speech, revealing the knowledge of the Lord. In sync with this concept, we would expect that the birth of the Messiah would also be announced in the heavens. This is, in fact, what happened. If we look at astronomical events, we can pinpoint the day of Jesus' birth. Um, obviously, you guys are familiar with the Star of Bethlehem. You look at John writing in Revelation 12 regarding a woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, and 12 stars adorning a crown on her head, giving birth to a male child, which the red dragon will try to devour. Right? We know who that is. Right? So there's a lot of symbolism there. All right, during the time of Jesus' birth, the constellations were aligned in such a way as to confirm the messianic prophecies, right? So if you, those, those magi, those three wise men, different scholars try to figure out who they were and where they came from. Um, I've heard a different story. Um, the, the one that resonates with me is that they came from the, an area near Babylon. Obviously, um, I think I might have talked about in a last post. Daniel was a chief astrologer there. The Babylonians had uh, understanding of the stars, astrology, all that. Some of the Israelites stayed there in that area, didn't make the trek back. And that's where some people think these magi came um, from. And the prophecies and the alignment of the stars. If I'm, mis I'm not mistaken, I think it was Saturn. It was either, no, it was Jupiter, which is one of the king stars. Um, Jupiter, the moon, the sun. And maybe Venus all were aligned at the same time, creating one huge celestial, um, um, you know, sign in the heavens. It's the only time that the alignment has happened um, in 2000 years or something like that. If you look at the uh, NASA database or some some database that kind of you can like sort of rewind time and look at this stuff over years. It has that that star actually shown there um, for a very narrow um, uh, period of time. It was like 90 minutes or something like that. So he wasn't um, born on the 25th. Um, the reason why I believe um, the 25th is thrown in here is because obviously it has a lot to do with the winter solstice. And if you go back to um, Nimrod, Nimrod was Satan's first attempt at a type of Antichrist. So Nimrod was uh, one of the first world leaders. Okay. And Nimrod is there um, uh, leading, out, leading out a cult worship uh, type of place in Mesopotamia. Um, he married his mother um, and uh, Semiramis, and she proclaimed... Um, that uh he came back from the dead all right that nimrod's blood fell upon the stump of a dead evergreen tree the blood of nimrod brought forth new life purportedly in this evergreen and it grew in its fullness all right so she said that nimrod came back to life as symbolized by the birth of this evergreen tree right so she fielded the worship of nimrod when she declared a few a few years after his death that she had been visited by the spirit of nimrod for an immaculate conception and thus she gave birth to Horus also known as Gilgamesh she proclaimed that Horus slash Gilgamesh was Nimrod reincarnated all right so this of course is a, a counterfeit for the virgin birth of the Messiah um, I guess I will rewind just a second and say that Nephilim were able to have babies with women just as the watchers were able to have babies with the women um, it was very hard and difficult to do 
because obviously giants are could have been 200 feet tall you know some of the giants were that if you look up giants in the mountains um you'll you'll see some very interesting things there's figures of giants that are stuck in mountain form rock form um that's because of the flood and also um uh, somewhat because of that nuclear war that um you can read about in um the vedas um so um it's all there um it's there encapsulated it's also in the book of enoch you can see that war play out and you can see the angels uh trying to um get um some sort of uh, agreement made with god um, enoch um is talking to them and talking to god and they're trying to get enoch you know to say hey talk to god you know for us and god is like nope you gotta watch your kids die all right so that war apparently a lot of scholars believe that there was a nuclear war uh, a war a clash with the titans uh, you know that that's the romans speak about that the greeks speak about that um, there was a clash of the titans. These were giants, um, giant races fighting for um, supremacy of the earth. So you had the Atlanteans and you had the Athenians who were the largest factions at the time. And they go to war. And they have a, a advanced technology, technology that we see uh, on display, not in display, but the root or the, the fruit of that display in the megaliths, the the pyramids and uh, the structures that are around the world that we cannot produce today. Um, um, our technology cannot do it um, and not easily. Um, we've tried to build, rebuild pyramids and we couldn't even do pyramids the same size um, that were done thousands of years ago. So that has to tell you something, right? And obviously the pyramids are uh, semiconductors. Um, they were gold plated on the top. They weren't just tombs, they were stargates even. And um, that's sort of what this whole Nimrod story was about to begin with, that whole Tower of Babel. Um, it was a, a tower of the gods, um, a tower of, of, of Nimrod um, for him to be able to go into um, a higher elevation and realm, so to speak, and um, storm the gates of heaven, right? So... We look down a little farther in history and um, you have um, the Roman era and you have a pagan winter solstice festival in honor of Saturn. Um, and this is starting about AD 51 and you have um, them uh, doing a festival celebration on the 25th, right? And so um, this is what I think Tertullian... I think Tertullian says it right. Um, it says AD he's AD one fifty five. He says, "On our day of gladness, we Christians neither cover our doorposts with wreaths nor intrude upon the day with lamps. At the call of public festivity, you consider it a proper thing to decorate your house like some new brothel. We are accused of a lower sacrilege because we do not celebrate along with you the holidays." Right. He also says the pagan Romans clad their doorposts with green and branching laurels in the Saturnalia. Presents come and go. There are gifts and banquets, yet Christians should have no acquaintance with the festivals of the pagans. Right. And he says again, however, the majority of Christians have by this time convinced themselves in their minds 
that is pardonable when they do what the pagan does at any time for fear that otherwise the name might be blasphemed. Nowadays, you will find more doors of heathens without lamps and laurel wreaths than of Christians. If it is for an idol's honor, without doubt an idol's honor is idolatry. Yet even if it is for a man's sake, let us again consider that all idolatry is worship done to man. Right? And so this is, um, and that's Tert Tertullian. He was an early church um, father, an early, a great scholar, great thinker, um, AD 155. So you have to imagine this is, um, he was in company with people that had had conversations with Jesus or John or one of the disciples. Um, he was not too far off. If you think about his time period, right? We're talking about maybe a generation or two. And in um, the 10th chapter of Jeremiah, the prophet delivers the word of the Lord regarding idols. Jeremiah 10, 3, 4, 4 says, For the customs of the peoples are futile. For one cuts a tree from the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They decorate it with silver and gold, and they fasten it with nails and hammers so that it will not topple over. What does that make you think about? Okay, so this is the prophet Jeremiah writing this many years ago. All right, and this is before Jesus came. So these are things that the people on the earth were doing for years and years and years. Um, and, it, you know, it's a wonder that, you know, we still do these things. Um, but I think w what has happened is that we... You know, we, we kind of normalize these things. Uh, we we make them right in our minds. And um, we honor them uh, as if, you know, we can sort of make it right, you know. Um, I'm not mad at it. it. I did it for years myself. Um, I just think that as a people of God, we're having to answer to this question, what is mixture? You know, what is the mixture? What is the thing or things that the system or the enemy of our souls is trying to get us to mix in with our wine, right? Um, if we want a new wine, um, and we, we have to have new wine skins and vice versa. I think that um, the new wine is there. I think the Lord is the new wine, but I think sometimes we're not able to take him all the way in, you know? Um, you know, and it's okay. You know, I think it's a process. I don't think there's any perfection without Christ. I just think that even now it's like, uh, we're at warp speed right now. There's things that are happening now that we're actually being caused to, uh, grow up, so to speak, or we're being caused to be able to take on, um, Hey, what's up, Jesse? Um, nine eleven three BC. Um, hello. Yep. And that's right. You know, Jesse, you're right. Um, that Nicene Council, you know, I used to just kind of gloss over that. Um, the first time I learned about that was in seminary. And I kind of just took that as like, you know, like, oh, they decided what was right to for us to be reading, you know. But, um, you know, the more I kind of look at it and the more I understand about it, that was actually sort of set up. You know, um, they they created this you know, this body, um, who was there, you know what I'm saying? Who was allowed to sit in the circle? Um, why, you know, I did learn that it was the book of, uh, the book of James almost didn't make it into the Bible. Right. So 
you know, it's interesting that there was even a debate over that. So um, the interesting thing about the book of Enoch is that um, it was also found with the book of Isaiah, right? And the book of Isaiah is word for word um, with the, the Isaiah that we have, right? So you under, you know you have to think, okay, why would why do people feel so? You know why do they get so up in arms about this book of Enoch, um, and and why is it so hard for people to conceive that we could get a you know get a part of the Bible many many years later, right? Not even, you know, and, and I've learned so much in the last couple of years. There's so many lost books, right? Um, the book of Adam and Eve, the ja you know, the book of Joshua, the book of the giants, the book of Noah. Um, there's so many books that we, you know, we, you know, we can't dive into without feeling as if we're, um, you know, nutso or whatever. But hey, it's okay. I think, I think the Lord has it that way for a reason. Um, you know, I believe that... Um, uh, I guess the reason I, I do this to begin with is to encourage people um, to continue going in the direction they're going. You know, um, if it wasn't for a confirmation and seeing some stuff, you know, um, you know, Googling the book of Enoch, Googling um, uh, the Melchizedek order, you know, certain things that sort of popped up. Now, I don't know if you Google anything, things will pop up, but this is three, four years ago when I first started on this journey. Um, this, you know, this deeper, I guess, engagement with the Lord and what he's called me to, we're called to awaken people. You know, this is a time of awakening. And just like that star that came up and, you know, what the Magi were looking for and the shepherds saw and the angels are up there, you know, hearkening to it, just like that, you know, people are going to have an awakening, you know, um, I believe that that scene is very interesting. Um, that scene is because uh, it speaks to what the Lord is going to do right now, right? The king is going to be seen by those who want to see him, all right? They'll go to whatever length they need to, all right? They'll go to a manger, all right? Most people expect that the king has to be in an extravagant palace um, with servants all around um, in a place that is, no, you know, notor notarized or notable, um, it's all laid with gold. Um, it's red carpet and everything like that. Um, that's not uh, what's what is he's going to be recognized in. I think he's going to be recognized uh, more by people seeing um, you and me operating in our authority, our kingdom authority, operating in our gifting, operating where we've been sent to, um, operating... Um, with a different frequency a frequency of love obviously that comes from jesus and um it's powered up by the holy spirit and it comes at opportune times right and i think um there's going to be angelic power right some of you guys are already noticing that i've started to sense that um you know there's angels in the room sometimes especially when i'm about to go go to sleep um, I've started to notice in church when I worship, I've started to notice when I talk to people, um, especially when I do talk about things like, um, like, you know, I'm sort of evangelizing in a very covert way, you know, asking about their history, asking about where they come from or things they're doing with their family or things that they're into, things that whatever it is, you know, the Lord just kind of leads that whole conversation or even just how they're doing, 
you know, and I sense that the Lord is kind of hit, you know, showing me to hit on something for that person in their life. Even one little thing you can say can change the trajectory of somebody's life to get them to start looking for a star. Okay, to start getting them to start looking for where the kingdom is. Book of Q, I'm going to have to check that out. Um, the thing is, is there are shepherds, all right, who are very lowly people in their time, right? There are uh, wise men who are very well versed, you know what I'm saying? Um, who don't, you know, on the outside, we wouldn't think they need Jesus, you know? Everybody needs Jesus, you know what I'm saying? I just think they need the real Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Um, hey, it's a cool thing. The Chosen came out. Um, I'm not going to say everything about it as 100%. Um, I just love it, you know what I'm saying? I love the fact that Jesus looks like Jesus, you know what I'm saying? He looked like he could be Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think that's kind of cool. Um, I think it's also cool that he's real, you know, he's kind of like a real dude um, with a sense of humor. Um, I think that's cool. Anyways, I, I kind of went off track there, but, um, so anyways, we'll get back to my notes. So, um, one thing that I wanted to hit on are these agreements we make. Um, and I think the agreements we make either, um, push us continuously down the line of world system, I guess, if that makes any sense or towards the kingdom. Right. And every, it's going to be different for all of us right all of us have to deal with our life situation some of us are in the government some of us are in business of entertainment you know some of us um don't feel like we have anything to do with anything and we're like what are we gonna you know i want to impact the kingdom but i'm just like a bank teller or whatever you know I, I don't think that's really the most relevant way to look at it. i think that all of us um have the ability to have words of knowledge right by way of the holy spirit I think all of us have the ability to discern when there are spirits that are on people or in people, right? All of us have the, uh, the discernment or the ability to start tracking down the line of where these things are coming from. That's why I talk about these things. When we look at the, pol the political structures, for instance, and one person is versus one person, we're giving this dialectic sort of exercise to figure out which person we're going to side with. We have to understand that both sides are probably playing uh, for the same team, all right? And so I talk about, you know, for instance, we line up and uh, we go VOTE, right? And we put our, put our mark down for A, B, or C. We have to understand that A, B, or C might be a part of the same faction. They just might be duking it out to have supremacy. And then once they kind of get to the front of the line, then they're going to do the same thing in a different way right? It might be a slower uh, way of doing it to get us to their end goal, their end game, but the end game is still the same. To have a people that are subservient to their system that will um, line up for a JAB or some sort of, um, some sort of mark, uh, some sort of chip, if I can say that without you know, getting a strike or whatever, um, they, they will line up for some sort of enhancement, right? That's what a lot of people are kind of talking about uh, in the inner circles, I guess, or um, these kind of weird places, um, not in the Q movements and all that stuff. I'm just talking about prophetic people. Um, the, the way that this will happen is um, it'll be a transhumanist uh, sort of agenda rolled out into something that's very nice and sweet.
So for instance, when something comes along that it seems like we can't fight and we don't have an answer for, they'll let a lot of people pass on. And when it looks just that bad where you need to have a savior and what you thought the savior was supposed to do isn't kind of showing up the way you thought he would, they would say, hey, look what I have, right? And that's the way it works. And I believe that enhancement will come in, in such a way that it'll look it'll look very enticing, right? And they'll also say the alternative is if you don't, we'll have to get rid of you because we can't have uh, a population of people that are susceptible to this thing that's such a big problem that, by the way, we produced, right? So when the dust settles, do not be lulled to sleep, right? Um, do not think for one second it's any of the Lord's plan right um, this last go round was an eye opener for us okay for some of us i don't think all of our eyes are open like i said before we're still wanting things to go back to normal that's why i think um this whole season that we're in the 25th and all that stuff was so important for some people because it was an opportunity to get back to normal okay people traveled they got on planes they took buses they drove their cars they went to dinner and they didn't wear any sort of face covering right most people right i still see people around doing it but for the most part people got back to normal the commercials were the same you know what i'm saying i didn't see any jab commercials you know what i'm saying saying get this thing take this pill all that stuff none of it it was just all pure buy this thing you know get these things do this you're gonna have a happy christmas if you get this thing right and that's what it was about so the systems in the end, how can we, you know, how can we tell there's mixture, right? Um, that's what this is about. You know, uh, what king is being born? Whose king is being born? Whose kingdom is being pushed? You know what I'm saying? Well, one kingdom is trying to push these three simple lies, right? And we find this back in the garden, right? Um, it, there's a, a fear of dying right? So it's the lie of immortality, right? There's a fear of never knowing, right? So that's why we have the social media. We have all this stuff pushing lies or pushing whatever we want to take in, right? There's a lie of universal knowledge and wisdom, right? You'll be illuminated, right? Who does that sound like? The illuminated ones. And eventually you'll have the lie of being able to be a God, little G, right? There were demigods that walked among us okay this was called the golden age all right it was a golden age for some people all right not for all people right but around the earth there was a golden age at one point in time if some of you guys know your timing of the cycles and astronomy and all that stuff and the suns and moon and the stars okay we're actually lining up what will be pretty soon the great year, which happens every 26 something thousand years right every 2,000 years there's a new economy a new technology um, a new era right we're coming into the opening up of uh what someone called the age of aquarius right um which if you look at the the Maserov or the wheel it's signified by man pouring out water right now for some people that water it will be truth okay i believe jesus is going to be pouring out um, his spirit, the Holy Spirit, will be pouring out himself in mighty ways. I believe there will be signs and wonders. I believe there will be healing. I believe there will be freedom for many people. 
And I believe that the people that would be pouring out the water are the ones that have been prepared to do so. Okay. So it's almost as if we're preparing the way um, in preparation of what God wants to do. All right. So you kind of asked us, how do we do this? You know, a lot of it is just being who you are, you know, and, and not being afraid to speak the truth in love or not being afraid to say no or not being afraid to sacrifice what it is that everybody else is doing. You know, for instance, when we do Hanukkah and we tell people about it, it's really a random thing for us to be doing Hanukkah because they most of our friends know us as Christians. They know us as Jesus believers. They know us as followers of the Christ, followers of his um, of everything, you know, that they know and love worshiping, going to church, fellowshipping, fasting, praying, reading the word, you know, those types of things. Those are all great things to do. But one of the things that we do is weird is we do eight days of lighting a menorah, sitting at a table, eating the food. It just so happened that Hanukkah falls on today, you know what I'm saying? So for one of my kids, it was probably a welcomed treat, but she also has been so cool about telling me, um, how she likes it better you know this is a 15 year old girl who i talked to her about everything you know and she's not afraid to ask questions and disagree or agree or whatever she asks very great questions and 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 she's very insightful and she says all the time dad mom thank you so much for doing this it just feels so peaceful you know and so this is somebody who is young who's had the opportunity to do both you know um, who could very well have said, Dad, this sucks. All my friends are doing X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? But she's like, I love it. You know, and, and you know what? Um, she's she's different. She's cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, she's a very f a far out thinker. Um, so she might just be that cool girl who, you know what I'm saying, we're blessed with to be, you know, able to kind of share that with. Um, I won't get through everything I wanted to get through tonight, but I wanted to say... Um, as God is reading and preparing the way, he's aligning the time perfectly, all right? So we will, you know, there's a couple scriptures that kind of speak to this, right? And, you know, I guess where the mixture lies is the earth tries to align these times themselves. The systems try to create these times themselves. As we can tell, you know, this whole thing that happened with the job, that was all orchestrated, Right. And almost to the T, everything sort of happened in succession. They did this thing, then this happened, and these months later, this happened, right? Um, and, you know, it's, you know, even the politicians knew about it. They pulled out their stocks at a certain time. They put in at a certain time. All the, you know, people died, and then we had this movement, and we have the Floyd this and the BLM this, and all sorts of stuff happened. It was almost like clockwork, right? Well, yes and no. Because God, I believe, has intervened in a bunch of different moments. And, uh, for instance, the whole abortion thing, right? That's a, that's a big piece of what they wanted to do that was taken away, right? So I believe the Lord has been interjecting his people. He's been interjecting his, his he's been changing the times. He's been switching up the game um, for these people that think that they are actually in control, right? But I'm here to tell you, God is actually in control. He's on the throne still, and he um, can change things at any moment, right? Habakkuk 3.11 says, The sun and moon stood still in their habitation. At the light of thine arrows they went, and at the shining of thy glittering spear, right? So that's amplified version. 
And I wonder if I'll get something that's not so poetic. Right. Um, let's go English Standard Version just because I like Eugene Peterson. All right. The sun and moon stood in their place at the light of your arrows as they sped at the flash of glittering spear. Right. So sun and moon stood still. How is that possible? Right. Isaiah 9, 6. For us, to, for us, a child is born. To us, a son shall be given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, right? A government shall be upon his shoulder, right? Wasn't there a government in place already, right? All right. Colossians 4, right? I think there was something in here, but I, I want to skip that one for, for right now. Joshua spoke to the Lord, and on the day when the Lord handed over the Amorites to the sons of Israel, and Joshua said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still at Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Ahalad. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped until the nation of Israel took vengeance upon their enemies. Right? That's, you know, interesting stuff. Um, I would like to dig into the lost piece of the Bible. Hard to figure out which ones are legit. The only one I've read so far is Enoch. Yeah, Enoch's good. And even Enoch 2 and 3 is something to kind of be aware of. Uh, or it's There's good information in it. But I would say evil Enoch tainted or um, I think it was Cain. Yeah, evil Enoch tainted the second and third book. And that's the interesting thing about the Masons and the Illuminated Ones. They've gotten their hands on some of these books and put them out. And um, they've done a good good job of trying to confuse people. I'll say that. Even the King James Version um, has some errors in it that um, people have kind of found out. You know, and so ESV, NIV, they kind of take a different route. Some people say the King James Version is the only version to read, you know. Um, and some people stand by that guy all day, um, you know, King James and all that stuff. Um, hey, who am I to complain? I'm glad I have the Bible. I just know that uh, some of the books we do have to be wary about. Um, I would just pray, you know, ask the Lord for discernment. Um, when he when he told me about the book of Enoch, um, that was that came uh, in prayer and a vision, you know. Um, so I totally felt good about that. Um, the other books that I've I've read or, or looked at, they came at a time when I was looking into specific areas of information and they came up at the right time. So um, right now I've just been really interested in um, uh, God's redemption of time. Um, I've been re uh, really interested in quantum physics, um, very interested, especially uh, if you look at the book of Acts, there's a part in there where Philip uh, translates. Um, I've had dreams where I felt like I was actually somewhere else, um, not just in a, like my imagination, like I actually went somewhere, you know, I told my wife about it and, you know, the spirit of the Lord was on me in a weird way, even when I was retelling the story of what happened. So um, it was just interesting the way the Lord has spoken to me in different visions and dreams uh, pertaining to time. And I believe, I don't think it's just like the time here. I think um, there's people that have had time miracles. There's people that have been taken back in time. And obviously, if you know any of the, um, what, what's happened with a lot of the projects, they've been tampering with time. They couldn't go into Jesus's time and change it. Um, and what they tried to do is use children to go and um, tamper with the time. And God blocked that time off. He per perfectly protected it 
by his angels. And um, that's just a funny thing. Um, if you look, there's a, a lady named um, Jerusha. I'll put her name in here. Um, she was, uh, she survived. She was a survivor or I, I don't know what you want to call it. She's a survivor and um, she broke out of a couple of projects. She was born into a Mormon household um and she's got like three or four podcasts where she talks about this stuff she's got a book on amazon um and you know i, I think your stuff is legit um and there's other people that have been in a, a super soldier program um that have all said that uh the government's been messing with 20 and backs for a long time um the nazis had the ability to get this information and they were tampering on the astral plane talking to spirits and I think they got a hold of one of the um, fallen angelics and they got information to um, uh, turn their submarines into, um, I guess, travel, you know, time traveling machines, basically allow them to get to Mars and the moon. So, um, you know, whether you believe that or not, that's up to you. I'm not going to push that down your throat. But um, what I will say is there's stuff happening now that even the Navy is talking about UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomenon right and so um do i believe that there are aliens or different races of beings i do believe there are but what i do believe they are are um offspring of the fallen angelic um um the the spirits right so there was a third of the angels that fell right that's a lot of angels still right so if you think about it there's a lot of time um between then and now before the flood and after the flood where they could be creating things um giving um fallen men nephilim whatever their created things that they messed with and they tempered with dna um they could have given them technology sent them to the far reaches of the universe to try to conquer the universe um yeah project looking glass um that whole stranger things thing that is real that was 11 is a real person um, and, uh, project Montauk was actually, um, the project and project Montauk, they were doing X-Men type stuff. They were creating people to fuse with plasma and different types of energy. They were messing with, um, um, uh, the seven sacred sciences is, uh, uh, some of what they were using, um, that, that information and technology, but I'm just telling you, they're tapping the surface of what they what they could have i just think i don't think that the materials are present i don't think the technology is present um but they do have the ability to go in and out of time uh, messing with portals messing with stargates all that stuff um i just think it's a glory to god that there's certain things they cannot do um because of what he's put in place as um obviously his angels are protecting us protecting certain places around the earth um and I believe, uh, I believe the Lord is tired of, of this stuff happening to us people. Um, the one thing that I will say is in this time that's different than any other time is that there are people crying out. Okay. I've said this before. When people cry out, he actually does something. He moves. Even for people that are unworthy of him to move, right? If you look at the Israelites, when he moved for them, they still didn't completely believe that they needed him to be the him he needed to be meaning he split the sea um he had an angel fire angel you know uh, angel 
in the fire, angel in the cloud, all that good stuff. Um, there are signs and wonders left and right. Their God, the, uh, the, the, the Egyptian gods are being shown to be impotent or very way less powerful than God himself. But still, um, in the midst of all that, they're, um, you know, I took a picture of it. I was going to use it. But imagine they're in the desert and they're complaining for leaks, right? Um, yeah, the, you know, and, and honestly, pray over you. If you pray over your house, Stranger Things is some real deal. Those, those entities, you look at CERN, you know, look at the Hadron Collider. What are they trying to do? They're trying to go in and manipulate time manipulate god's order and they're trying to go into the abyss and bring back some of these demigods or bring back some of these um these bodiless spirits right they have the ability to um to put them into other bodies other hosts right all they need is a host right they have the power the energy and all that stuff to do it they can't create life but they can manipulate life manipulate life there's a difference right so that's what they were doing. Stranger things, those those beings that, you know, Eleven is hunting and all that stuff. Those are real entities that, you know, were created in labs. Um, some nasty things, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was thinking about this other day, the dinosaurs, right? The dinosaurs, some people say the dinosaurs were created by these, um, these fallen angelic spirits and these Nephilim, right? They were tampering with things, right? You have the Bigfoot, the Sasquatch, all that stuff. Where do they all come from? You know, they're demonic entities because they have angelic power, right? They're, they're coming from this Nephilim blood, this fallen angelic blood. And then they're being mixed and tampered with these animals. That's why um, the flood, when the flood comes, it's to wipe out everything, right? And we kind of think, why would God want to wipe out all the animals, right? Because most of the human race and most of the animals were being tampered with, right? So either they didn't want to go the way of the Lord or they were just so subjugated to the Nephilim that they had no choice but to just worship and sacrifice and give their babies over and become cannibals, right? So God wanted to start over with all that. He had to wipe it all out, right? Um, <laughs> thinking about dinosaurs all day no but it came up a couple times it's funny um but the t-rex for instance right it's 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 not a it's not an animal that um you know what it was uh god's idea right um i'll just say that so i'll get to the end of this 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 pod here this little cast here um, there was some other stuff I wanted to talk about, but I'll just, you know, um, I was thinking about, um, I had this thought about the Romanovs and the Kazarians and the, the Rothschilds, um, these dynasties that have created, uh, for themselves, the country of Israel, um, started in 1948. Um, will I say that everybody over there is not a Jew? No, I won't say that. But what I will say is that the Kazarian, the Kazarians, assumed jewishhood right so everybody wants to get on kanye west for saying that the jews are the satan of synagogue and the real jews weren't aren't in israel and all that good stuff i don't know what he's reading and who he's talking to i think he needs i think he, he definitely needs some brothers and sisters alongside him to help him out um because he's, he's saying a little too much too soon i think he needs a little bit more information 
and probably some more tact on how to go about it. But I will say that uh, the Rothschilds and the Romanovs have been in, uh, been in a passionate battle for many years over supremacy over that land and supremacy over the world, right? And so um, a lot of our politics are swayed by one of two families, right? You, you probably know about Anastasia, the whole fable about how she was the last remaining one that was left living and all this and that. There were a couple more that ended up living. They had their treasuries elsewhere, so they were able to start over again. But the Rothschilds tried to have them exterminated, right? Um, and that's, that's, everybody knows that now, so this isn't like a, a secret. But the interesting thing is that now America, especially the Western church, we venerate these, you know, these people and we say, you know, let's pray for these people and let's go over here and let's do all this. You know, I, for one, would love to go to the Holy Land. So let, let's not, you know, don't get me wrong. But I will not do is um, put my hope and faith in a counterfeit Israel, right? Because there's a counterfeit Israel and there's a real Israel. And I believe, um, I think it's the Sephardic Jews, if I'm not mistaken, those are the ones um that actually had the tribes within them. The ones that the Khazarians, the Khazarians who became the Rothschilds and Romanovs, they just assumed it by being in community with these people and taking on their customs and culture. Um, and so um, those people, the Khazarians, they're actually, um, it's that area of land where they were is present day, you guessed it, yellow and blue flag. All right, so that yellow and blue flag, that ye yellow and blue flag that is uh, where they just had the, the head of that state come into our head of state, um, slightly oval uh, <laughs> cubicle, right? And um, we, you know, rolled out the red carpet for him and everything, right? And we're in, you know, we love you and all this stuff. If you understand where that country has been in the last 10 years, that's a very, very uh twisted place all right and the roots of it go all the way back to the gazarians right and um how did they make their money well they were doing the slave trade right so what's still been happening there up until uh very recently you guessed it um what are the you know what are the three alphabet letters you know how do they make their money you guessed it right so what do they all have in common right um they're running um you know munitions um, they're doing, uh, you know, they're, <laughs> wow, they're doing the Lolita Express, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, they're running, um, the fentanyl, right? And that's just the newest thing, you know, and anybody that has said anything about it, they were in a motorcade, right? And they ended up with their top off, right? So, um, it, it was... You know, I don't know how deeply he was in, you know what I'm saying? But he was in enough to know that he needed to get out. And when he wanted to get out, they wouldn't let him out. Um, so even when those three letters, they, you know, those three alphabet letters, those agencies, they let out the information, it's highly redacted. So we don't really get the full story, right? And who knows? You know, we, we say when they, they say, oh, they let the papers out, we can read them. You know, who knows what we're reading is really what, you know what I'm saying, what it is anyway. So... Um, the moral of the story is let's not get too, um, you know, uh, entangled with these systems, right? And that's sort of what, you know, I guess that we can kind of have a landing point there is, um, 
we've kind of looked to these systems as having, um, right, Denver, the mixture, right, and the systems. Yeah, I know. I know. I hear about it. Um, and there's a lot of ley lines there, too, I hear. A lot of activity there. Um, I believe the Lord is allowing this thing, these things to be exposed because we're going to have to choose a side. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to have our feasts and our festivals and have Jesus too. You see what I'm saying? Like, we're going to have to do Jesus and just Jesus, you know, um, not because, uh, not because I don't think God is saying I hate Christmas or anything like that. I think a lot of people come to Christ during this time, but I think once you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? And you're being called to go a little deeper and to engage uh, at a higher realm of frequency, if that makes any sense. Like once you know something's happening, you can't turn your eyes away from it, right? And so Jesus is saying, you know, look for my star, look for what I'm doing and, you know, be a shepherd or be, you know, who are you, you know, in this story, but be called to my call. You know what I'm saying? Break away from this matrix break away from what's been told you know what's been set out before you you know the whole narrative of what's out there and let's you know you start walking this walk i've called you to follow me in this you know drop down your nets and i'll actually make you a fisher of men right that's a weird concept so when the birthright comes back right when we take on that birthright everything changes right when we start seeing the star, when we start seeing Jesus for who he is, right, everything changes. When we start seeing the systems for what they are, everything starts to change, right? Our, our little changes, right, how we celebrate and how much pressure we put on ourselves, you know? How, much people, how many times people go into depression this time of season because they feel as if something's missing, right? Something didn't happen the way it was supposed to. Their family can't get along this time of year, you know? Everything's built around the 25th. I believe the enemy wants that to happen, right? Because he wants us to be looking at this winter solstice as the time to be giving back to his kingdom, right? Now, we can turn it, right? We can do what we got to do. If you guys still celebrate Christmas, that's cool. No, you know, it's nothing off you, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, let's think about these kingdoms a little differently, Let's start thinking about our festivals a little differently. Let's start thinking about what God's doing in the earth on in this moment right now, just a little differently. All right. So you guys throw out your prayers, um, throw out some prayers because we're going to pray real quick. I'm going to get off of here. Um, I didn't want to be too long on this. Um, um, I'm sure there's more that I could say, could talk about. Um, I'm sure there's a lot that I missed information. You guys probably have um if there's anything i might have said that was like along the lines of something you've read before put in the chat as well because i like to get some stuff to kind of look at and read into i'm always looking for something new um so anyways put put a couple prayers out real quick and um what i'll do is i'll just pray for your night i'll pray uh pray for the new year that's coming up pretty soon um and i'll just pray a blessing over you guys in the name of jesus all right, so I'll wait a couple seconds, and I'll just also say thank you guys for tuning in and chatting and whatever. It's very encouraging to see a couple people in here, you know, um, chiming in. Um, very encouraging just to know 
you know, I always feel like I'm just talking to the screen. I know my wife's always watching. Um, she's like, what is he doing up there? You know, I'm like, yeah, he's talking about time travel, honey. You know, talking about the God of Saturn, you know, the demigods. Talking about some weird stuff, you know, talking about time travel and Project Montauk. She's like, Project who? I'm like, just wait a couple years, baby. You'll see. It'll be like two years later, right? She was like, oh, my gosh. I did not think that was real, you know? Now, though, you know, when, when something happens, she's like, man, Epstein. You know, when she says, you know, it's funny. She'll, she'll quote back something to me that I told her a, year, a couple years back. She'll be like, oh, my gosh, honey. The traffic and the kids. I'm like, yep. Called it, you know. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow. So I'm always a couple years ahead, but so are you guys, and it's okay. I think the thing is, is if we know it, we can be praying into it. We can be praying over these things. Um, at the very least, we can be praying for our people. Um, um, amen, yeah, the bride ministry's prayer. I like Danny Duvall. Um, that guy is very cool, man. I've never met him in my life, um, but I have, <laughs> I have seen... Yeah, my wife said mind blown, right? Yeah, Balenciaga, right? Talk about a talk about a show, right? And um thanks Gabool, man. That's cool. Um, you know, and and that's a good sign right there, right? So um and that's how God is, man. These people are so the Masonic and the Illuminated ones, they're so like heavy on themselves. They'll put stuff out on Instagram. And really, when they put stuff out as disclosure, they're really just kind of throwing signs at each other like, hey, y'all, look at this. You know what I'm saying? Um, but when people start calling it out, it's actually a little pause for hope. It's like, wow, we're not as far gone as I thought we were. You know what I'm saying? People are like, yo, take this down. You know, so, hey, we're on the right foot. And I think enough pe more people are being awakened. Um, I just think it, it's it's a prayer, you know, when, when we get into our prayer closets and we pray, you know, pray for your community, um, pray for your neighbors, um, pray that we ourselves are continually being disentangled from anything that's a mixture, right? Because there's been so much put on us within a small amount of time to tell us to be afraid, to tell us to fear who we really are, to tell us that we have to have a certain type of identity that's not found in the Lord, or to tell us that we have to have an identity that is geared towards some uh, far out future that has nothing to do with what God has for us, right? So even with your kids, you know, we started telling our kids, you know, um, you know, most parents to say, you can be anything you want to be, you know, we say, hey, we say, be what God wants you to be, you know what I'm saying? Because we want to do what God wants us to do with what he's given us, right? Some of us could have been doctors. Some of us could have been uh, firefighters or policemen, but that might not what you know be what he wants us to do in that season. Some of us should be pastors, you know, but we, we told ourselves, no, I'm not cut out for it. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? In everything in its season. But what I'm saying is whatever you're doing, do it because God called you to do it. Don't do it because whatever system, whatever line you come from, whatever voice that's, you know, always been there telling you negative things about yourself, be freed up of those things, right? Be freed up to be on God's aligned time right now in the name of Jesus, right? 
So in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for all these brothers and sisters that have that have watched now and will watch later on, Lord. I pray that God, everything about us would be aligned um, into you, what you have for us for right now. God, um, I pray for a, a blessing over our homes. I pray the blood of Jesus over our bank accounts. I pray the blood of Jesus over our families, our relationships, um, our, our meeting times, our fellowship times, even right now in this season. I pray the blood of Jesus over all of our dreams and visions. I pray that even now, wherever my voice goes, the Holy Spirit would go because I have the breath of life in me. I've been empowered and charged and authorized to pray prayers that glorify you, bring heaven down so that on earth it would be made like it's in heaven. So Holy Spirit, right now, transition all the spaces where this voice goes. Transition the spaces into places of light, places of peace, places of joy, places where you are welcome. Anything, Lord, that's malevolent, fallen angelic, anything, Lord, that's enticing my brothers and sisters to look away from the kingdom, anything, Lord, that will entice my brothers and sisters to look away from their God-given purpose, Lord, I pray that you would silence those voices. Lord, I pray that you would send your angels to escort voices, entities, fallen angelic spirits, or any of the kind away from that space. I pray that you would close any access points, close off any portals, close off anything, Lord, that's letting in anything that's not of you for your kingdom, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I also pray that you'd put a wall of fire around our homes so that God, we'd be protected above and below to the left and to the right. Lord, I pray that in every age, timeline, dimension, and existence, Lord, we'd be fortified. So that God, whether it's now, in 10 days, or in the next moment, Lord, we'd be understanding that you are with us and you're for us and nothing can prosper that's come against us. So Lord, I pray that every weapon that's been formed against us <clears throat> would be blocked off in the name of Jesus and return to the senders tenfold. Lord, I pray that even tonight we'd be given visions of dreams of what the next day might hold, or what the next season might hold. I pray that, Lord, we'd be given words of knowledge so that, Lord, we can understand what it is we're called to, Lord. Some of us are cloud riders. Some of us are time travelers, Lord. Some of us are called to redeem the times. And some of us are called to speak the truth and the gospel and evangelize to far off places, Lord. Lord, I pray that some of us ha would have books. Some of us would have writings, utterances of the spirit. Lord, I pray that, God, as we move into these times, Lord, we understand that we come against foes that would call you neither a king nor a savior. But, God, we know who you really are. We know that you are the king. We know that you are the only savior. We know that you are the Yeshua HaMashiach Adonai. We know that you are the one that has came to set the people free, that you are the true king for whom the government would sit on the shoulders of. Lord, we pray against any politicians that would set up agendas against our lives. We pray against any laws that would be made to keep us silent. Lord, we pray that, God, you would start to raise up your Pauls who have been Saul's. We pray that, God, you would start to raise up your Davids who would become kings. We pray that you would raise up your Deborahs, your women of the Lord, that would take up a place of authority because there are no people to be judging in the cities, Lord. 
I pray over um, my city, pray over Denver. We pray over uh, where my, all my brothers and sisters, where they live and reside, God, that they would, where they walk, God, where my brothers and sisters walk, their shadows would heal the people. I pray that in the name of Jesus, you would start to enlighten us, enliven us, switch our frequencies, God, make us line up with the messianic frequency so that, Lord, we are concentrating you. That, Lord, when people see us, they see Jesus. Lord, when they hear us, they hear the voice of the Lord. That, Lord, when they feel the love that we have in our heart, they would even weep. They would sense that there's heaven on us. They would sense that there's angels in their midst. They would sense that, God, there's freedom on the horizon, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that, God, we would walk with water pouring forth from us i pray that wherever we would go we would be the water bearers pouring out water in this time this new age this new aeon lord in this new year 2023 lord i pray jubilee over us i pray revival over us in the name of jesus and lord i pray that we would have the presence of the Lord in us, on us, and through us, because we've had an encounter with the Jesus that we know we've had an encounter with our beloved. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for loving us. I thank you for calling us out. I thank you for bringing us out of Egypt and Babylon. And Lord, Holy Spirit, I just pray that, God, you would call us to higher heights and deeper depths, Lord pray all this in the name of jesus christ our lord and savior amen all right guys i love you guys very much i gotta sign out i'm about to go watch the chosen with my wife hopefully she didn't watch it without me love it so much all right y'all be good i'll try to post more often i'm gonna have a couple more posts going on um because i'm, I'm doing a little i'm not gonna tell you where i'm going yeah i can't do that i'll keep it a secret but i will tell you um, that I'm about to do some more podcasts. Okay. I won't go to Starbucks. How about that? <laughs> Peace. <laughs> All right, Kyra, have a good one. Have a good one. Good bull. And my brother, Jesse Wright or, or sister Jesse Wright. I don't know. Um, but y'all have a good one. Um, I see you there, Laura. All right. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope I have some awesome dreams. I'll share them with you guys. All right. Be blessed.